turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Hump Day. I already played it. Oh, cue the Hump Day. <laughs> I already played it. I was so. You dist- want to hear it again? No. Hump Day. There it is. I missed it because I was per- I was perusing Congressman Andy Biggs' Twitter feed, which is where y- if y'all not following Congressman Andy Biggs, y'all know he's our favorite congressman for a reason. Follow him on Twitter at Rep Andy Biggs AZ, and he joins me right now at the top of the show. We're going to get right into it. It has been a minute, as the cool kids say, since Congressman Biggs has been on my show, and I'm going to be putting him through a lightning round, babies, because we have so much to go over and. There's never enough time with him. But we've also got some other great topics to share with you guys tonight. Um, In addition to what I'm going to talk about with Congressman Biggs, his latest legislation that he's proposing on behalf of the U.S. And we're going to be talking to Colonel Mills about it will be back with us to talk about the reports of boots on the ground in Ukraine. Next hour, we've got it's Wednesday, which means we've got the financial thought doctor who's going to be here to laugh at Janet Yellen and her ridiculous, preposterous comments on how well the economy is going but for now congressman biggs joins me our favorite congressman hello congressman biggs hey hello andrea how are you well i'm good except i i guess you're going to become our competition as conservative talkers with your what the biggs idea podcast tomorrow i'm super excited tell everybody about that yeah please join us uh, we have a special uh, guest uh, on and and it's kelly means uh, he is an expert on on uh, some of the food and uh, big big food, big pharma that's uh, in basically infecting the, the the country, and so yeah, it's it's good stuff. Well, I, I want to hear about that. We recently reported on a Missouri House bill that was that was to require uh, them to label meat that is been injected with the uh, with the mRNA. So we'll be tuning in tomorrow. Uh, I also read here on your Twitter that tomorrow you're going to be announcing how you're going to be holding Alvin Bragg accountable. Um, I don't want you to spill the beans tonight. I'm going to allow you to tease it out. But you got you got my attention, Congressman Biggs. What was your re- response to this indictment, and what can you tell us about how this rogue, unconstitutional dictator calling himself a DA? What can we do? What what can be done to hold him accountable? Well, I will just tease it this way by saying he used uh, federal money to uh, to go after President Trump, and his office gets uh, other federal grants as well. So, so uh, you know, founders gave us some checks. 
for checks and balances, and and uh, I'm going to try to start using one tomorrow. Well, we've got to start having accountability because one of the things that we've seen since President Trump uh, came down the escalator and then he was igno- uh, inaugurated was no checks and no checks and balances in the form of accountability. There's been no accountability for those within the weaponized deep state, and so it's just continued to grow. And it's gone from being uh, weaponized against a political opponent of of the Democrat Party as a, as a candidate for president to now Americans being dragged and thrown into the gulag um, to where now we had an announcement yesterday that they, you know, Jim Jordan finally got some information, finally, uh, that proved that the FBI and Merrick Garland were lying, that the, the FBI has, has had a plan to infiltrate our churches, uh, which is absolutely yeah. is shocking. Yeah, think of, think about that. Um, it wasn't enough that they were going after parents at school board meetings, and it wasn't enough that, that they were going after Catholics um, for their orthodoxy, those who wanted to go to the Latin Mass. They were actually planning to put undercover agents in congregations so they could try to, who knows what they were going to try to do, but it is a blatant violation of the First Amendment and uh, and there's been no accountability here. In fact, there's been a cover up. It looks like, and that's we've got to get to the bottom of that. And my my opinion still stands. Uh, I don't know how you can keep the FBI after we're seeing what we're seeing. Uh, there there are some things that the FBI does that are supportive of local and state law enforcement. Well, we we ought to keep that, but the rest of it ought to probably be jettisoned out. Oh, absolutely, because I don't remember. Um, the last time the FBI did anything, you know, uh, well, I'm saying it in the reverse. Their role now is clearly to cover up the crimes committed by Democrats and the elites and and to then uh, it in it, and or control the outcome of our elections. They're just they're they're they are a political operation at this point. They're not solving crimes. When was the last time they stopped them? Every time we hear of a mass shooting, Congressman Biggs, it was known to the FBI. Right. Uh, you know, they they're, they're they're going after they're they're not stopping the criminals from being released on the streets. You know, good good law abiding American citizens are being targeted as part of their counterterrorism unit while they're doing nothing to stop what what could be prevented, which is some of these mass shootings. So they're not actually even operating as a law enforcement agency at this point. And, and my understanding is I'm no expert in the FBI and their operations, but my understanding is the U.S. Marshals could clearly handle any of the interstate issues that the FBI handles. Yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you, it, it is all upside down now. And that's why you're seeing crime out of control. Um, that's why you're seeing this this kind of chaos and this feeling of insecurity that American citizens have. It's because they can no longer trust the institutions that we've trusted for generations. And quite frankly, the, we probably shouldn't have trusted most of those institutions for the last two generations. But nonetheless, um, when you see FBI and DOJ, DOJ weaponized, the IRS is totally weaponized, EPA going after people, you've got, you've got the FDA Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, going after people. All, this every alphabet soup. The in, in, uh, the intelligence community all going after American citizens, uh, and the judiciary being out of whack and out of control. You just have to say to yourself, uh, you know, we're going to have to work hard to keep the faith. 
But we're gonna, it's going to take a miracle from God with all of our faith and our work, hard work to turn this country around. Well, absolutely, because we also see that it spread uh, in the DOJ to the criminal courts where Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, they knew he acted in self-defense. They withheld, and it, yeah. there was prosecutorial misconduct there because they wanted to scapegoat him in order to scape, in order to send the message to the American people that the Second Amendment is bad. Nobody should be having guns to defend themselves. It didn't work for them um, with um, Kyle Rittenhouse, but it did in Texas, where a man clearly defended himself with a weapon and had the right to do so, and he's been convicted of murder, and hopefully he will get the pardon that he deserves. Got to shift gears while I got you on the phone. We're talking to Congressman Biggs. Um, big news today about Twitter. Uh, NPR was really upset, Congressman Biggs, because how dare Twitter identify them as state-operated media? So they've decided to throw their little uh, lollipop in the sand and um, and storm off of Twitter, um, but our taxpayer dollars should not be continuing to go to any media outlet, should it? And you've got some co-sponsored legislation to that effect, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've introduced legislation to basically strip away the federal funding for NPR um, and, and uh, the public broadcasting system. Now, think about this. The reason for having public broadcasting system is long over. It, and it is now a – they make money. It's a for-profit. They, they, they're technically not supposed to be for-profit, for but they do try to make a profit. They, it's, it's long past time. Look, they came about when there were two or three networks uh, in most uh, places in the country. They came about and they argued for an emergency so they would be – you'd always have this public broadcasting system for emergencies. Man, there are so many outlets now, both for emergencies – and for a content, mm-hmm. you just don't need government funding the NPR anymore. Absolutely. And, it, you know, we, it, certainly not when we're, what, $34 trillion in debt. Um, you also have an, another piece of legislation to withdraw the, uh, the U.S. from the WHO. Tell everybody about that. Yeah. I mean, if there is, a, if there is an agency that's more corrupt than the World Health Organization, I'm not sure I know what it is. <laughs> Look, these people, these people are getting... Uh, their, their influence from C- the, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, they're corrupt. Uh, they're the ones that, that orchestrated a massive mismanagement of, of COVID-related uh, uh, reaction around the world, but particularly in the United States. Uh, it's time for them to go. Uh, we can save a billion dollars a year getting, by not participating with that group. And I'm and I'm of the opinion. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's get rid of them uh, and our participation there. They don't like the United States of America. It's obvious to me. And uh, I don't know why we're spending money on an organization that um, would be happy to orchestrate our demise. Well, yeah, and particularly, I, I don't know where it stands with this treaty, the uh, uh, supposed treaty, non-treaty, where we would be abdicating um, our sovereignty in terms of our public health to the World Health Organization. We've had an attorney, Reggie Littlejohn, on the show a few times uh, talking about uh, the the proposed um, treaty there or agreement with the World Health Organization that would give them the power over our nation. Uh, they could declare at any time some health emergency to shut us down and basically, you know, put us back into the same posture we were in from COVID. Where are we at with that? No, that's exactly right. Um, the, the administration is ostensibly, although they're now starting to, to walk back a little bit, uh, they are working outside the normal uh, rules, which 
the Constitution itself, which says if you're going to enter into a treaty type of agreement, it has to be cleared through the Senate. Now, here's the way to think about that, because the way you described it is correct. Biden and company want to give up U.S. sovereignty in favor of, a, of this a corrupt multilateral institution, the World Health Organization. This isn't the first time that, that our government has done that. Clinton tried to do that to the International Criminal Court, which I, I worked uh, against that in actually at the conference where they were putting that together. I will just tell you that there are multilateral institutions, and almost all of them are uh, anti-U.S., and, they, and we give up sovereignty every time we join those organizations. And it's time for us, quite frankly, to say no. We're going to put America first in every trade relation, every multilateral institution, in our international relations, and our security at the border and elsewhere in the United States. And that's what we're what we're totally missing with the Biden administration. Congressman Biggs, I put you through a lightning round. Thank you for being here tonight. You, you are our favorite congressman. All right, I got to tune in tomorrow. Uh, t- tell everybody about the podcast and how they can listen to it. You can tune into any of my podcasts at bigs.house.gov. Um, if you want to just do it audio, you can go to um, uh, the, uh, Spotify and and Apple, uh, whatever we call apples, the Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> I don't use Apple products. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever that. Yeah, uh, I and so. But but if you go to bigs.house.gov, there's a link to all of my podcasts. As I like to say, it's a semi-regular podcast. We do it almost every week with somebody uh, interesting. We've got and this this week's guest was uh, is Callie Means, and then the rest uh, going forward uh, for the next uh, six weeks are really interesting topics. Everything from ESG, uh, the attack on the United States through ESG, um, and, uh, to uh, uh, a myriad of other topics that I think people will find interesting. Well, I definitely want to hear about how what the plan is to hold uh, Alvin Bragg accountable because something's got to be done. Because unless the, unless some of these people start feeling the pain of some kind of accountability, we're, we're, it, it's only going to get worse, and we're only going to have the jackboot of tyranny stomping on all of our necks real soon. We appreciate you, Congressman Biggs, for what you do to fight for our freedoms. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Take it easy. All right. You guys take a little tiny break with us and we will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer FM 96.1 North County and streaming all over the world. News, politics and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <clears throat> I was listening to that Camp Lejeune commercial during the break. It was like, it's so much. It, 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 the, the water, sto- toxic Camp Lejeune water story just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Before they were running ads 24 hours a day about kidney and bladder stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm suffering from uh, that. It's like, now it's like, dementia and alzheimer's and you know do you know who you are can you see are you blind are you dragging a leg it's like good grief i don't need to hear any more about it we drank it we bathed in it mama percolated coffee and drank coffee with it while she was pregnant with me i mean your name is andrea k (laughs) i can't hear anymore i'm a camp lejeune and by the way you know what camp lejeune said to me in some paperwork a while back 
you know, you can go visit the VA if you need some, if you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> uh, should I bother to sign up for a class action lawsuit? Isn't that, isn't that always result in like $10 to the, to the people affected and like $10 million to the attorneys? I shouldn't be saying that, but, you know, isn't that usually what happens? That's usually what happens. I just don't know I want to hear any more about what I'm facing after after living on Camp Lejeune all those years ago. All right, let's do something fun. Let's play this Elon Musk interview with this BBC reporter. This is how you handle. This is whatever you think of Elon Musk. And look, we have we said from the beginning, we cautioned Skins, uh, Brian Maloney, our spicy fried chicken, comfort food. We've all been saying, look, stop jumping on the bandwagon and glomming onto somebody as a hero just because they take a position we like. It doesn't mean that they're suddenly Trump, okay, and, you know, conservative. But when they do something well, we call balls and strikes here. That's what we do. We're equal opportunity criticizers. Nice baseball analogy. Thank you. I knew you would dig it. It's baseball season. Um, we, we, we just, we don't, we don't glom onto anybody. When President Trump does something we have a concern about, we mention it, we criticize it. And, you know, same thing with DeSantis, same thing with everybody. Uh, and we give credit where credit's due. Um, and Elon Musk deserves some credit for taking on a propagandist from what is supposed to be a legit news organization, the BBC, British Broadcasting, right? Isn't that what the BBC stands for? Who's trying to push out casually propaganda uh, about Twitter and about hate speech because we know that where where we're going with all of this and one of the big pushes for a while has been and we can expect it real soon is hate speech legislation. And under the guise of protecting us all and having to protect the poor, you know, lefties that identify as cats. Um, And here's how you take them down. They need just some pushback, some simple. It's actually not difficult. But it's, but it's brilliant when you see it done. Clip three. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of, those kinds of things. So you think if I, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying... Well, I'm just curious. <laughs> what you, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con- content. And I'm asking for specific examples. Um... And if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's but, why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't need, I, I, honestly, I <laughs> you don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why, because I don't actually <laughs> use that for you feed anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. You said actually, you, a lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only, well, I only look well, at hang my, on a my second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the, you, for you, hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And, and you I, can't I, give us a single one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, I, then I, I say so that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con- content, not even one tweet. And yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed. You just lied. What, no, no, what I claimed was, uh, yeah, he, are, he just lied. It's exactly what he did. He lied. Do you see what Elon Musk did? Elon Musk didn't sit there and just allow somebody to dribble propaganda and falsehoods. 
He gave him an opportunity. He's like, oh, you say that first of all, let's talk about he he called him out initially with um, what is hateful speech? Describe a hateful. Well, it's content uh, that solicits a reaction. So you're not allowed to solicit a reaction. Hate speech is now anything that gets a reaction that somebody doesn't like. Well, describe a hateful thing. Well, it's something that's slightly racist or slightly sexist. So something slightly whatever should be banned. Well, I'm not saying that. It's a simple questioning and pushback somebody with their insane nonsense and crap. And most importantly, he said, give me an example. Oh, well, you know what? I haven't been on there in three to four weeks. Okay, well, then you haven't seen it. Oh, but I saw it before. Okay, so for six months, you used Twitter. And you said that the hate speech, of which you can't define, has gotten worse. But yet you can't give me one example. That's a lot. Then you lied. Then you're like, oh, no, no. And then he's finally, he's like, well, let's move on. Yeah. Because it went on for a while with him trying to recover, but Elon Musk would not let him get away with it. This is what we need to have. We need to stop having, here's one suggestion I would give to Donald Trump. He needs to stop doing interviews with far lefties. He needs to do some interviews with some conservative outlets that will actually ask him some tough questions. But if you're going to do an, if you're going to do an, a, 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 any interview with some lefty outfit, if you're going to go on The View, for example, You've got to be prepared to push back calmly and demand, put them back on their heels, demand, don't let them talk over you, demand that they show proof because they can't. It's just like the tropes and the propaganda that Trump is a racist, yet they cannot give you one example. Not one. You should walk into those outlets, Andrea, expecting that. Exactly. This man gave you the blueprint on how to do it. We're going to take a break. We come back. I didn't have a chance to get into it with Congressman Biggs, but I'd actually save this topic to talk to Colonel John Mills about. Congress was not asked for uh, a war resolution. They weren't asked to vote on war, but yet we've got boots on the ground in Ukraine. But we were told that there was no boots on the ground in Ukraine, but I guess it was leaked. We're going to talk to Colonel John Mills about that when we come back from the break. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. For the past seven years, the neocon media establishment's been telling you that Donald Trump is a dangerous lunatic. In two years in office, Joe Biden has brought the world to the brink of nuclear holocaust. Who's the dangerous lunatic? And they're lecturing you about global warming. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Yeah, how close are we to World War III and a nuclear holocaust? Well, they were lying to us and telling us that there was no boots on the ground over in Ukraine and that we were just sending billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars over there in a proxy war. Some Pentagon documents were released, leaked, in which part of what we found out was that we actually have boots on the ground, special forces over there. Here to discuss that and more is Colonel John Mills. He was on the show last week, I think it was, and we just enjoyed him so much that we invited him back tonight. He is author of The Nation Will Follow. He held many positions in the U.S. government, and uh, he's a fascinating guy, and we're glad to have him back with us tonight. Hi, Colonel Mills. Hi, Andrea. Uh, hey, great, great to be with you. An honor to be on your show. Well, thank you. An honor. It's an honor to have you, given your service to this country. 
Um, I haven't had a chance to read uh, the Pentagon documents that were that were leaked. My understanding is is it was the greatest uh, breach of national security in terms of leaked documents since Edward Snowden. But to find out that they've been lying to us and that we've got special forces on the ground in Ukraine is really chilling to me because why would we have boots on the ground over there if we weren't getting deeper and deeper and deeper into a war with with that hasn't been voted on by Congress, hasn't been approved by Congress. The American people were lied to about it. Um, do, what can you what are your thoughts on the situation? Oh, boy, Andrew. Uh, I, I mean, I lived through Manning, Manning's uh, leak of uh, papers, Ed Snowden's leak of papers, the Office of Personnel Management breach. I mean, I was part of the cleanup crew in the front office of the Office of Secretary of Defense, and all I could say is the, the DOD Chief Information Officer, uh, Mr. Sherman, uh, God bless him, uh, as he conducts clean up on aisle three for one more leak and spill is uh, I, I just I have I don't make mean to make light of anybody with, with PTSD, but I'm gone. I'm shaking having having the memories of going through those three events and just the endless, endless bureaucratic meetings to figure out what was released damage assessment. How do we stop it? Who did it? Uh, it's, it's chaos. But this is the boots on the ground. Uh, there's I, I ask everybody because everybody has so much free time to open up joint publication one and look up the definition of advanced force operations, meaning that's who's on the ground right now. Okay. And um, those, those specify special units, some which are not acknowledged, acknowledged to exist. And uh, but you look at the joint. It's now it used to be a classified term. Not anymore. Joint uh, uh, advanced force operations. And in fall of uh, 21, as this started to heat up, that was very clear with me because I've gone through this before. I said, no advanced force operations on the ground. Absolutely not. No, no advanced force operators on the ground because this is what happens. They say, oh, <clears throat> I haven't looked at the, any of these documents. I don't want to look at any of these documents. I, I just I don't want anything to do with them. But everything that I've told, I mean, this is Snowden on steroids. And uh, I mean, I think the documents are legit. Uh, I think many sides have played with them after they've come out. So it's hard to establish what is factually correct. Uh, but I think these actually were leaked documents. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's just this is part of our uh, jokes or joint operation planning and execution system process is the kicking the advanced force operators to the to the area the hot spot to start getting eyes on the ground of what's going on and I said absolutely not don't do this don't do this because that's what that's the slippery slope that gets us in deeper and deeper and deeper because then you want want to say well then I I need to start putting in uh, you know that's kind of black special operations mm-hmm. then you want to say well I want to start putting in white special operations and then I want to start putting in conventional and then I want to start yep. building base camps and then I got to put in the Burger King I got to put in the golf course yeah and it just gets out of control and uh, so I said no 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 put it put ammunition right on the border. Ukrainians come and get it. No boots on the ground. No trainers. No advanced force operators. No nothing. And and, and here we like are. That. 
and we've got to continue. I, I, you know, I have been asking, I think I told you when you were on before, look, I'm the daughter of two Marines, right? I mean, I spent my life watching World at War and every war movie ever made, right? My heroes are not Hollywood celebrities. They're those that wore the uniform, right? Um, mm-hmm. My, my great, great uncle, I think it was, uh, Kirkland was shot down during World War II and he actually made it to the ground and actually then was stabbed to death by the Nazis on the ground and he's buried over at, at, at Normandy over there where that where the cemetery is. So I, I love the military. I, I have such an appreciation um, for what we've done in the United States of America, saving the world from Nazism and communism. But I think but 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 I have not been able to um, be whipped into a frenzy of, yes, let's go save, you know, Ukraine because we're saving the world from democracy because nobody's been able to convince me going back to the beginning of this that it was in our interest, right, to actually start getting involved in a proxy war. And we, there were things that bad mistakes that were made day one of, of Biden's presidency that empowered Putin and emboldened him to go over there. But launching another Vietnam or another Afghanistan where we were there for 20 years with no defined mission of a win and then a complete disaster. 20 years later, we end up giving the country over an $80 billion of equipment to the Taliban who we went in there 20 years ago to defeat is insane to me. And nobody can tell me. I've got all these people texting me. Yes, you know, you you either support this or you love Putin. And that's just nonsense. Can you have... Can you answer me why we should be involved? Can you tell me that? Um, yeah, so I've always been consistent since fall of 21 is uh, we provide them minimal supplies to defend themselves, uh, but no boots on the ground, no trainers, and uh, they are being attacked by uh, by another country. We don't we don't want that, but, but this is the danger. And so like right now, we have now have Marines on the ground in the Philippines. The problem oh, yeah. with uh, we're get, we're getting distracted because the real game is China, and now the big game is kicking off in the Pacific with the largest ever uh, encroachment on Ch- uh, Taiwanese Taiwan. airspace and uh, and uh, uh, the air- airspace in their maritime zone. And uh, now we've announced the return to the Philippines. We have a large Balakatan exercise going on. I uh, can't remember, but we got the uh, uh, the USS Macon Island uh, amphibious ready group on the ground. I mean, it's the largest military exercise ever. The problem is, even if it, let's say the answer is there's 50 boots on the ground. It's a distraction. It's mm-hmm. a huge distraction to our, our all of our, our combatant commands, to the Joint Staff at the Pentagon, the Secretary of Defense, because they're, they're, you would have believed the staff process to project those 50 boots on the ground, or actually 100 boots on the ground because there's 50 people. Hey, I used um, to shop at the commissary. I know what it, I know what it takes just to buy groceries in the in the, the I, <laughs> in the memories in the staff <laughs> process that goes on to to run. And and so we have 900 special operators mainly in in Syria, which Trump wanted out, and now are back in. And I mean, God bless them. They're putting their they're risking their lives carrying out their mission. But 900 boots on the ground in Syria, 50 boots on the ground in Ukraine, sucks up about 80 percent of the staff resources at the Pentagon when the main game is kicking off in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So uh, I would I'm all for like what Trump said, pull the 900 out of Syria, 50, get them out of, pull them back to the border, continue to flow 
a, a reasonable amount of ammunition, uh, but not this crazy craziness that's going on. Well, and we need uh, to stop because, giving them a blank check. We're talking to Colonel John Mills we're, because we're not. There's no accountability for the money. John Kirby recently was asked about it, and he was like, "Well, yeah, there's no accountability, but that's what happens in wartime." No, this is not our war, and you know, you're, there's there's enough people at the DoD that they should be able to track and make sure uh, where this money is going, where the munitions is going. Where, but there was some report that only 20% of the money uh, was actually making it to the military. I don't know how much of it was going for, you know, Zelensky's wife and photo shoots with Vogue. And, you know, I, I don't I don't particularly have a whole lot of trust in Zelensky. I think that Ukraine is completely corrupt. Their government is not the democratic uh, system that, you know, we're, they're, they're a new world order, uh, you know, um, government. And so, I, but I, I'm all for use of, of U.S. Resources. If if there's an actual definition of what a win is in the use of those resources, and we're actually working with people that share that definition of what the win is, and we've actually got you know competent leaders within the DoD there to enforce the mission. Instead, we've got our Department of Defense being being turned into some kind of um, far left transgender kook house at this point. There, I said it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the number one thing we need to do, like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan late in the game, is appoint a inspector general to oversee. That's the process. You know, for some reason, we haven't appointed an inspector general yet to oversee, make sure doing investigations to make sure everything is being used properly. And, you know, for Kirby, who I believe I actually worked with him in 2004. Oh, dear. Bless your heart. A bit, a, a bit. And I, I mean, if my memory is correct, he was a... He was a very vocal anti-Bush person when he was a Navy of six. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, so his comment, oh, you know, that's what happens in war. Uh, yeah, how many unit commanders have been relieved and fired uh, even in combat for mess-ups like this? So, right. no, that's, this, is not, this is not a candy store where you just rip everything off the shelf and throw it in one direction with no accountability. Absolutely not. Well, the, it, and you know, it's... Our, well, excuse me for interrupting. It's it shows that the DOD, which was at one point our most competent and efficient department that we had, has you know is is no better than any of the other ones. That it's it's not their money, right? And when it's not your name on the checks that are for the money that's being spent, you're not going to be careful with it. And it's just that bad with the DOD as it is with you know state or any other department. Um, I'm very concerned about the wokeism that's infected um, our branches and, uh, and and our ability to be a, a fighting force, given the wokeism that's gone on. Your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I think all of the services, including the Marines, I mean, San Diego's a Marine and, and a Navy heavy town. I think mm-hmm. all the services, including the Marines, are not meeting... Uh, are significantly below their recruiting uh, goals. I know the army sure is, and and yet, yet the mil- the standard military press in the the military industrial complex press just mocks and and harumphs at any any you know I've seen it in in army times, uh, you know Marine Corps times, Navy times where the the writers just harumph at the con- yeah 
oh, this wokeism thing. It's not made up. It's a bunch of QAnon silly. No, it's real. Mm-hmm. And this is insanity. And it's a cancer in our military. And uh, we, we do have fighting generals and admirals, you know, Admiral uh, 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 Aquilino at that Indo-Pacific Command, General Minahan at Air, uh, Air, Air Transport Command. Uh, but we, we have some issues and we got to address this. this. This is wrong. This is wrong. There's nothing good about this. And it is a disease and a cancer that is corrosive to uh, what the military culture, which has been the foundation of our incredible republic. Yeah. Um, I interviewed Major General Bob Scales on the fifth anniversary of 9-11. Do you know Bob Scales? Did you know him? Yeah, yeah, I think I've been in some media events with him before, yeah. Yeah, nice guy. And, you know, I, I, he just brought me to tears one time. I'll, I'll say this and I'll wrap it up because this was the fifth anniversary of 9-11. And um, in the beginnings of the Iraq War, and he said, you know, in where there ever there has been strife in the world since the U.S. United States came into existence, the solution always began with a member of the U.S. military walking the streets in uniform. And I thought, oh, that's so true. And I just have such a love for the military and it just breaks my heart. And it has been it has been the greatest force for good America has in part because of our military. It's one of the reasons why we've been the greatest humanitarian uh, force for humanitarianism is through us being the the the, the world's military. And um, the world has been safer because of our U.S. military and the world, not just the U.S., but the entire world is far less safe today. Uh, because of the infection of the wokeism and liberalism in the DOD. And I hope something turns around. But uh, we appreciate you for being here. Thank you. And thank you for your service to this country, Colonel Mills. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on your show. And uh, uh, God bless all the the service members uh, out in the San Diego or Southern California area. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, Colonel Mills' book is The Nation Will Follow. Google it and pick up a copy. Thank you, Colonel. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, thenationwillfollow.com. Thenationwillfollow.com. Thank you. All righty. Take good care. And you guys, we will be right back. Is it time for uh, Joe Biden to be impeached? Mike Davis, attorney Mike Davis, says it is. And we'll tell you why on the other side of the break. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So there's new information that's coming out about this Mar-a-Lago raid. It's it, And it really shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody, um, but... Uh, that the Biden administration, their fingerprints were all over the Mar-a-Lago raid. I mean, you know, who was actually buying the fact that Joe Biden didn't have anything to do with it? He didn't have any conversations with Merrick Garland about the raid. Yeah, just like he didn't have any conversations with Hunter Biden about the work he was doing, right? <laughs> How stupid do these people think we are? Here's the deal, though. Mike Davis from um, Article... I can never remember the name of his group. He's an attorney, super smart guy. Article something, five... Um, uh, brilliant attorney. He said that b- basically what happened was now we know that, that, uh, um, 
now that it's been confirmed that Joe Biden was involved in the Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, what's what's important to know about this is that I'm not an attorney. It's hard for me to explain. But um, in legalese, uh, but uh, America's first uh, first legal is is the organization who did an investigation um, around the the raid. And it, there's something called a special access request. So the FBI, in order to be able to go do this raid in the classified documents, they had to get something, uh, they had to get access to the records because they're classified, right? So the way for them to get access to the records was by something called a special access request from the Biden White House on behalf of the Department of Justice. But what Mike Davis is explaining is that the only way that that could be granted, the only person who could grant that would be Joe Biden himself. And the only way that he could grant special access requests to the FBI and the Department of Justice to go and get these classified documents was by rescinding Donald Trump's executive privilege, which, according to Mike Davis, that is an impeachable offense. It was a setup by the Biden administration. If if I'm understanding this right, not as an attorney. This is proof that Joe Biden and the White House is, has weaponized the FBI and the DOJ specifically to target his political opponent. He's declared he's running in 24. Donald Trump has declared he's running in 24. Do you remember the, the Ukraine whistleblower impeachment? The reason why they said that it was an abuse of power for Donald Trump as president of the United States to say to another foreign leader, before we write you a check... We need to know where the money's being used and we want you to use it to follow up on the corruption investigation. The reason why he was impeached for that supposedly was because but Joe Biden was thought to possibly be opposition to Donald Trump in the 2020 campaign. I want to know why the Republican Party has not already filed impeachment papers against him over this. They need to, I don't want to hear that impeachment papers were already filed before. I don't want to hear that the Senate, we don't control the Senate. This needs to be something that they're talking about all day, every day. Speaker McCarthy's poll numbers are up. He's doing well. He's basically, one of the things he said was he wants the military down on the border, but where is he on this? Where is he on this? They need to be filing new impeachment papers every time he does something that's an impeachable offense. I don't want to hear that we don't want to be like the Democrats who have weaponized impeachment. This would not be what the Democrats did. Don't try to conflate. Don't try to compare a legitimate reason to impeach a sitting president of the United States against one that wasn't legitimate. And why would we be worried about optics? Do you think that the Democrats ever worry about optics? They never worry about optics. That's why they're kicking our butts. That's why they're winning. Start winning, Republicans. At least start making the attempt to. We had Congressman Biggs on. He can't do it alone. He needs some help. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two of tonight's Andrew K. Show coming up. Hopefully we'll grab the financial thought doctor from his spa and get him on the show. (laughs) 